Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Eight tears on his cheek. Silas Fordred he cried, wouldst thou choke me? And I too laughed, till I dropped from my branch onto Thomas Snowd's stomach. Nay, we will both choke, I said, and began to laugh anew, but Snowd was silent, for he had no wind. After we had eaten, we walked slowly back to the spot where lay our clothes dry but marvellous small from the water and the hot sun. And then we went down to the sea, all smooth and smiling. "'God save us, Fordred,' said Snowd. "'Where be we?' "'Aye, where be we?' I answered, and we shook our heads and looked around and upwards, and as we looked, what should we see but a huge idol? A great figure, shining and of bronze, such as mariners say are worshipped in the isles beyond Cathay, that are called Nippon. We both rubbed our eyes so as to make sure that we saw true. Aye, there was the figure, a great woman with a calm face, and neither shift nor other garment. For eyes there were broad holes and in and about these hollow sockets flew sea-birds, and they perched on her breasts, on her knees, and about her feet. "'Good Fordred,' said Snowd. "'If that be God of these parts, let us make obeisance. It may be fitting and proper that we should.' "'Nay,' said I, in a stern voice and loud, "'Thomas Snowd, rather let us cross ourselves and pray to the Blessed Virgin,' who hath just saved us from death by drowning. "'Thou art right, good Fordred,' he replied, and we repeated the Lord's Prayer twice, for twas the only prayer that we could repeat from memory. After that we walked closer to the idol, with stout hearts and unafraid, and we looked into its face, to its great nose and the holes that were eyes, and to its neck, and on its neck hung stones that sparkled, big stones, all white and glistening, as I have seen the diamond stones shine in a goldsmith's shop. Only these stones were larger than any that I had ever seen before, and I have been to the Tower of London and seen the great ruby that was in the crown of King Harry of Agincourt. 
those be diamonds said snoad i will not say ye nay i replied then we looked again up and down and at the feet of the great figure were human bones skulls and leg-bones and ribs and arms see ye those friend snoad i asked yea i see them they be human sacrifices i have heard tell of such among those that be heathens thomas snoad was one that always had answer and explanation at his tongue's tip even though he knew nothing of the matter in hand this was his great weakness a small thing for he was as gallant a seaman as ever trod a ship we looked once more and all the skeletons were broken across the middle and the upper parts lay here and the lower parts lay there see that friend snoad i asked and my thoughts went back to the bones that are in the crypt of the hythe church yea he made reply as was his wont tis most like to be their manner of offering sacrifice and for a few moments we stood wondering what manner of god this might be and whose were the bones that lay all white at its feet again our eyes lighted on the great white stones that sparkled more than a woman's eyes they be for us said snoad wilt climb and take them tis easy to reach mayhap there will come worshippers ere long and twill be too late be wise friend snoad said i and think thyself of good luck should the worshippers not offer thee up as a sacrifice the diamonds can wait and should we be discovered by the men that inhabit this land we might have to pay a huge price i led him away and we walked about all that day without seeing sign of man or human habitation we ate fruits and berries and great crabs that came out of the sea and sought to pinch us these we slew with stones and pieces of rock breaking their shells after which they died it was raw meat but a hungry man waits not for a cook that night we slept under a broad tree near a brook of running water that we had drank from the next morning when i awoke i was alone and thomas snoad was nowhere to be seen snoad thomas snoad i cried till my throat pained but there came no reply at last i bethought me of the diamond stones and the great lust that had shone in snoad's eyes on the yesterday quick i sprang to my feet and ran with great speed toward the seashore where stood the great idol of bronze with the glistening necklet and as i approached i could see snoad a-climbing from the huge toes on to the knees get thee down i cried get thee down thou thief thou sacrilegious thief there will be mischief in the deed and dire punishment to follow so i spake to thomas snoad 
for God hath given me an honest soul. He heeded not, and again I cried, Get thee down, Thomas Snowed! But he heeded not, and now he had one hand on the outstanding breast, and he stood on the brazen knee, and then, as he swung upward to the neck where sparkled the jewel, the great bronze arms did close, aye, did close, I say, and I have sworn it, did close fast and sharp over Thomas Snowed, and his head and trunk fell one way, and his legs and belly another, aye, right to my feet. And as I crossed myself and fell down on my knees, I saw the arms of that accursed figure swing back, wide open and empty as before, and Thomas Snowed lay at my feet in two halves, so that I understood the meaning of the broken skeletons all sundered in the middle, and I shook my fist at the cursed idol, and the arms were wide apart and without motion, and the great white jewels sparkled mockingly in that morning sun. I knelt some minutes all fearsome and a-trembling, wondering to what devil's land this body o' mine had strayed, and as I knelt, I could feel something soft yet firm a-pressing gently against my thigh-bone, and at the same time I could hear a low sound, such as is made by a cat that is pleased. I looked round to my side, and there was the black cat from the ship, a-fondling of me, he that had eat man's flesh and had dwelt with a witch. He was very friendly, and there was a fond look in his face, but for all that I arose hastily, bethinking me of the body of poor Thomas Snowed that lay there dead and in two parts, and meseemed it were well did I arise and bury him, ere harm befell. So I searched till I found a sharp stone, all broad and flat, like a spade, and with it I dug in the soft sand, so that by ten o'clock that day by the sun I had buried Thomas Snowed, all that was mortal of that gallant mariner. As the sand lay thick over him, I did think to say a prayer, and again I prayed to our Father which art in heaven, that being the only prayer that I could repeat without book or priest. I was alone now and as the Amen left my lips, my solitude and isolation came back to me strong and full, and my heart felt heavy within me, and tears of self-pity stood in both my eyes. I was fit to weep, and lay helpless and without hope, as is a despairing woman, till with great effort I repeated, Silas Fordred, that art a man, be thou a man. This I said thrice, gaining strength with each repetition, and the mist before my eyes vanished, though a tear trickled slow down both the sides of my nose and splashed onto the thirsty sand below.
I saw clear once more, and the black cat was before me, gazing piteously into my face, as if to share my burden of sorrow. I drew him gently onto my lap, and we both sat, lonely and forsaken, on the empty strand, pondering over what next we should do in that gruesome land of the brazen idol. End of chapter 1